Shabbos Perik Gimel, Mishnah Aleph, 3.1. This is the Perik called Kira, which means a stove. And it discusses the halachas of cooking Bishal on Shabbos. Now, the malacha of Bishal um, is the one of the 39 malachas, and it involves transforming something through heat. So the typical and most common case is taking a chicken and putting it in the oven or in a pot of water, and then cooking the chicken, which then transforms the chicken into a cooked chicken, and that would be the Issa Doraisa Bishal. But as the Rambam explains, um, you could transform other things through Bishal as well. In other words, you could take um, steel and you could uh, anneal it or with heat, uh, or you could melt wax, and that would also be called Bishal. So you're transforming this solid substance, um, in these cases, um, through heat. Now, the Av Malacha it's not perfectly clear whether it's actually bishel, which is cooking with water, or ofe, which is cooking through dry heat. Um, there's not too much of a enough, I mean, a practical difference, um, but just for the sake of completion here, as we discuss the malach in general, so many learn that it's ofe, the actual malach is afia, that's baking, meaning dry heat in an oven, and the first malachas are the sadur, the past, the order of making bread, um, starting with already with um, plowing and planting, and ending up with baking that bread in the oven. There are those Roshonim already who um, don't accept that ofe, baking, is the correct av malacha because um, the construction of the mishkan didn't involve baking bread. That was part of the function of the mishkan, but the construction um, didn't need bread. However, um, to make the dyed fabrics that were used in the mishkan, one did need to do bishel, they need to cook by putting the dye stuff in um, the cauldron to let it um, dye the fabrics. So dyeing the fabrics in hot water would be bishel as you cook up those dyes in the in the water. And so according to many, it is indeed bishel that is the abalacha. Either way, transforming something through heat is forbidden min Torah. Now our mission is actually going to focus on the issues of Shehia or Chazara. Shehia means leaving something on the fire before Shabbos, and Chazara means putting something on the fire on Shabbos. So Shehia means it's happening on Friday afternoon going into Shabbos. Chazara means it's happening on Shabbos day proper. And the question is, can one do that, or how can one do that on Shabbos? The issue in this Mishnah, therefore, is really not about Bishal at all. Because as we learned in the previous parak. According to Beit Hill, and that's the halacha, there's no problem with shvisas kalim. Your stuff, your property, need not rest on Shabbos. So to put um, five minutes before Shabbos comes in, a bowl of cold water onto the stove, and then let it boil on Shabbos is not a problem because although boiling is happening on Shabbos, there's no requirement for your property to not, you know, to, to pass. if you set into motion, there's no problem with it happening passively. The um, the concern, therefore in our Mishnah, is something totally different. It's the concern of, if you put something on the fire before Shabbos, we're afraid that perhaps you won't be satisfied with how cooked your food is. You'll want it to be uh, warmer or more cooked. And that being the case, you'll come to stoke the coals. Now, stoking the coals, and I think these are these are um, wood-burning ovens that they had. So in a wood-burning oven, what happens is, um, as the wood burns, so that gets an outer layer of carbon on the outside of the wood, and then, since that sort of suffocates the fire deeper in, so the flames kind of burn down. You have like a, kind of like a burning ember. If you want it, to, if you reoxygenate it by stoking the coals, that means you stick, you kick up the coals with like a poker with a stick, 
and you let air get in there. So then the flame will reemerge and, you know, go back to cooking. Now, causing the flame to reemerge by stoking the coals or agitating the, the, the wood, etc., would be an Isser de Orisa if you did it. But the Isser de Orisa we're talking about actually is not Bishal, it's not cooking. It's Mavir, which is kindling a flame. So according to the issue that we're, assuming we're talking about the problem of Shahiyah, of leaving things on the fire on Friday afternoon, what we're really concerned about in this Mishnah is maybe someone will come to stoke the flames, and that stoke the coal to make a flame, I should say, which would be the Isser de Orisa of Mavir, not of Bishal. And to prevent that from happening, perhaps we're going to have restrictions on leaving your food on the fire. Chazara means putting, literally means returning food to the fire. Now, this doesn't need to be food that was actually previously on the fire on Shabbos. What it is is putting food on the fire, um, perhaps even for the first time on Shabbos, but it's called Chazara returning because this food is already cooked. Okay? Details will come in a moment in the Mishnah. But since the food's already been cooked, you're re-putting it on the stove for a second time because it was there on Thursday, let's say. There's leftovers. So what could go wrong if you have cooked food going on the fire on Shabbos? The answer is nothing much can go wrong um, in as much as the food is cooked. You're not cooking food anymore. And if the food is cooked, you're not likely to stoke the coals. Uh, the concern, however, is what's called mechsi kemavashal. It looks to a third party like you're cooking. In other words, someone sees you take some food out of the fridge and put it on the stove on uh, you know on, on Saturday afternoon. So it sure looks like you're cooking. And then people think you could cook on Shabbos, etc. So those are the concerns that we're we're navigating Shehia, which is the concern ultimately of Shema Yechata B'Gachalim, lest you stoke the coals and be over Mavir, so you have a Dinder Rabbanah not to do that under certain scenarios, and or Chazara, which is putting it back on the fire, which looks like you're cooking, and that's also a problem. Both those are Durabanans. Okay, so our parakeel will discuss the Halachas of Bishol and the issues of Shehia and Chazara, specifically here in the first Mishnah, and then um, in the next parak. The fourth parak will discuss other ways you could keep um, your food, food warm without having it on the fire at all. That's bametomnin, the ways in which one can do proper insulation of food to keep it warm um, on shops. Okay, so the mission starts out by saying, Kira shesikua bakashu guvava. If you have a kira, now a kira is a stove. Best to see a picture, makes it much easier, but essentially this thing was attached, it was like kind of um, cemented into the ground, and it had a compartment underneath where you put the wood in for burning then on think of it as a big rectangle a big box and then on top of the box you have essentially two holes like a stove where you could put pots you can fit two pots on top of the box which is this little oven if you will um, but it functions like a stove our stoves and the fire goes in through the side by putting in wood and it burns at the bottom now of the various types of ovens slash stoves that Chazal used the kira also called the kirayim, is the least intense heat. Um, the reason why is because because it's rectangular, and the, the you know the fire goes in through the bottom, and then you have like two places to put pots on top. So the heat is not especially concentrated. Um, so in such a kira, which is well translated as a stove, that was shesikua, that was fueled with kash and gvava. According to the Bartanura, kash is straw, and gvava is kindling, like other small pieces of wood. So those things, once they burn out, there's no coals to stoke. There's nothing there anymore. It's like if you're in a campfire and you use, like, you know, balls of uh, newspaper, let's say, as kindling to get it going. Once the newspaper is burned, there's nothing, there's no more 
you can get out of it. You can't stoke it out and get more um, burning out of it because once it's burned, it's burned out. It's very thin. There's no inner layer of unburned material surrounded by an outer layer of, of uh, you know, carbon crust. So if what heated your fire is kash and gavava, straw and other thin bits of bits of wood and so, as the bartender understands it, so then there's no concern of shemi yechatet lest a person comes to stoke the coals because there's no coals to stoke. There's nothing yet, nor fire can get out, no more heat to get out and be released from that fuel source. According to Rashi and Tosos, by the way, um, kash, the gavava isn't just twigs, it's, it's another part of the of the straw. So when you, when you harvest wheat, the upper part you take to the threshing floor, lower part you leave attached to the ground. Kash and Gavava refers to the lower part that's left in the ground and the upper part that was left in the threshing floor after you removed the, the kernels. But the same idea. So if that's the case, Nosneleb Tavshil, you are yes allowed, and the word Nosnen here, which means to place, we will translate here according to the Chacham's reading of the Mishnah, as Shehiyah. You're allowed to place, meaning on Erev Shabbos, on Friday afternoon, you're allowed to place a Leha Tavshil. You can put upon such a stove that was heated with Kash and Gvava, straw and kindling, um, you can put your Tavshil. Your Tavshil is your food dish, meaning like think of a stew or a chalant. Okay? No problem. Why can you do that on Friday afternoon? Because come Shabbos, there's no reason in the world to stoke the coals, even if the food wasn't warm, because there's nothing to stoke. On the other hand, begefes uveetzim, if your fuel source for your kira was gefes, gefes is oily pulp, meaning that you once you press sesame seeds or you press olives, so what happens is you get the oil out, the sesame oil or the olive oil out, you're left with this kind of pulp that can burn, and since it's sort of suffused with oil, it'll burn great. And that being the case, that's gefes. Or Eitzim, eitzim is wood. So if your fuel source was wood proper or oily pulp, lo yiten, you may not put your tavshil, your food, on the fire, even on Friday afternoon. Aj yigrof, o aj yiten, etza Until you do something to show and ensure that you won't come to stoke the coals on Shabbos proper. What would that be? Either yigrof, Garufa means to rake. That means you remove the coals from beneath the pot that's on the stove. So that means there's nothing There's nothing there to stoke. Now, according to the Bartanur, it means totally remove all the coals out from underneath the kira, so there's nothing left to stoke. According to certain Roshonim, it doesn't require removing the coals from out entirely. It just means um, push them away from being directly beneath the pot. And then if there's nothing really beneath the pot to, to heat them up, so intensely. And that would again show that you're not planning on stoking the coals. It would be a reminder to you not to stoke the coals. That's the grufa. Now, according to the second shot, it's really analogous to the yitanesa afer. Yitanesa afer means put ashes down. Put ashes down means that you sort of, you you now are sort of um, killing the fire by cooling it off and showing that you're still not intending to stoke it up again because you put ashes, which, you know, are making the fire go out. So by putting the ashes on, Yitanesa Afer, put in the ashes, so then now uh, you've you've made the fire go down and showed you're not interested in stoking it up again, and then it would be okay to now put your food on on Friday afternoon, because we have no fear, since you did Garufa raking or, katu- or putting on the ashes, so then um, we have no fear you'll stoke the coals, and therefore you can leave it on on Friday afternoon. In the Gemara, and later literature, we refer to those two possibilities as Garufa raking and Katuma. Katuma means placing of the ashes, okay, but just so you know the, the lingo. That being the case, um, the Mishnah goes on to say, Beishame omrim chamen aval lo tavshil. Beishame say, Beishame hold that 
even if shahiyah is allowed, it's only allowed in a very restricted case, the case of chamin. Chamin means hot water in the Mishnah. I understand that Sephardim today talk about chamin, they refer to like stew, like chalan, a warm dish of food, but no, not in the Mishnah. Chamin in the Mishnah means hot water. And being that it's hot water and it's sort of homogenous, there's not much to, no reason in the world you'd want to stir up the coals because nothing more to get out of the water by stirring it up. Um, and to get it more cooked thoroughly and, you know, through, so therefore there's no concern, says Beishamay, but lo tavishil, you may not place before Shabbos any cholent or stew or food, whatever it is, um, on the fire to go into Shabbos, even if it's cooked, because you might come soak the coals, and he doesn't he doesn't accept um, for food even the precautions of the grufa or the, the ketumah, the putting down of the ashes. He doesn't accept that as possibilities. According to Beis Hillel, not only does Beis Hillel say you could put on chamen and tavshil, as the Mishnah says here, Beis Hillel omrim chamen v'tavshil, put both either or, hot water or hot food. Um, Beis Hillel would even say that if the food would not benefit from any stoking of the coals, let's say it's already fully cooked, and if it, the more heat that's applied to it, the more ruined, uh, as the Gemara calls it, mitztamek viralo, it gets more... Um, congealed and, and loses, hardens up and becomes bad by overcooking. So you have no reason in the world to be afraid that you're going to stoke the coals because there's no benefit at all to that. So therefore, according to Beis Hill, you wouldn't even need to do grufa and ketuma for such an oven because there's no reason to be afraid of it at all. Now, the Mishnah continues by saying, Beishamai omrim notlan avaloma chazirin. Beishamai say, there, we let you do shahia, we let you leave it on, um, at least the hot water, but note that if you take it off, that's okay to make yourself a whatever, just a cup of hot water, a tea, whatever the story is, a valoma chazirin, you can never put it back on the fire. There's no such thing as on Shabbos putting things back on the fire because it looks like you're cooking. When Basil Omrim Afma Chazirin, Basil say, no, there's not a problem with that. You're allowed to do shahia, leaving on, and you're allowed to do chazara to return the food or the hot water um, to the oven. For Basil, for Chazara to be mutter, it has to be that you had your hand um, on the food stuff the whole time, and when you took it off, before you put it back on again, I'm assuming it's, it's not fully cooked. Um, so that you, and according to La at least for Ashkenazim, you have to have in mind from the outset um, that when you take it off the fire, you're putting it back on. There are actually a total of five conditions potentially to have in mind, but in any case, um, as long as you kept your hand on it, didn't let it go, didn't put it down, um, you can put it back on the on the fire, and that's you know. So that meaning, if you took your chalent pot off to to serve it out, you could put the chalent back on the on the hot plate. It's okay as long as you didn't let go of the chalent, etc. The chalent pot. Okay, that's the Mishnah, and it's straightforward, and it's good, and that's how the Chacham understand the Mishnah. The problem is what makes this Mishnah quite difficult is that there's another Tana, Hananya is his name, and Hananya understands that the Mishnah, in its opening lines, when it talks about yitan, placing, it's not talking about shahiyah. It doesn't mean placing it on Friday afternoon. It's talking about chazara, putting it on on Shabbos day. And Hananiah is going to reread the Mishnah. And according to the Ramah Ashkenazim, the Halacha is going to follow Hananiah. Although um, the Rif and Rambam for the, and the Sephardim are concerned that the Palach of the Chamim, and we're talking about shahiyah, um, and more more strict, and the Machaba brings Belshitas, the Ramah brings the Dominicus be Makel, like Hananya. So we got to learn Hananya's approach to the Mishnah, so we have to read it a second time. According to Hananya, when we're talking about things where this Mishnah starts out by talking about putting on Shabbos day, 
So he understands that as long as food is cooked going into Shabbos, um, you won't come to stoke the coals under any circumstances. So what does cooked mean? So cooked means at least cooked to the point of being edible, and the technical phrase for this is kemachel ben drusoy, like the food, the ma'achal, the food of ben drusoy, this fellow named ben drusoy, who was a who was a, a thief on the run, and because he was on the run all the time, he ate his food rare. He didn't have it overcooked because he didn't have the time to wait around to get fully cooked. So how much is ma'achal ben drusoy? According to Rashi, it means a third of the required time for cooking, and according to Ramam, it's half, half cooked. Okay, so meaning once it's half cooked, according to everybody, in Hanani's world, there's no reason in the world to assume a person would, would stoke the coals because his food's already cooked as it is, and therefore there's not a problem. So Shahi is a non-issue. The only issue is Chazara. That being the case, meaning Hanani would agree if we're talking about food that was not to Michael ben cooked, that he would agree with the Chacham, that there's a fear of stoking the coals. That would be an issue. But we're not talking about that. The mission is talking about a case where the food's already cooked, at least to Michael ben Um And that being the case, what we're just concerned about is the Mexican Mavashal part of it. Um, or stoking the coals if... if uh, yep, so therefore that being the case, the mission says inside, Kira, if you have an oven, that had been fueled with straw and kindling, you're allowed to put onto that stovetop on Shabbos, meaning Chazara. That's okay, because it doesn't look like you're cooking and you won't stoke the coals. The stoking coals issue could be for warming up. Don't forget that it could look, it could, you could stoke the coals to warm it up, and stoking the coals would still be the problem of Mavir, not Bishel, of making a fire. But here we're saying, since it's already cooked, we're not afraid you're going to stoke the coals, and we're talking here about about Chazara. But there's nothing too stoked to warm up your food again because we're talking about a stove that was heated with kash, guvava, the straw, and the kindling. Now, according to Hananya, we didn't even have to discuss Shehia, meaning Shehia went without saying as being totally mutter, assuming your food is cooked. So we don't discuss Shehia. She is mutter. No reason in the world, says Hananya, a person who stoked the coals on Shabbos to, to cook it more. No way, it's Shabbos. Um, but Chazara, we would be afraid because you're talking about cold food. You're talking about looking bad, and that being the case, if it's heated by kash and gavaba, it's okay to do chazara. But begefets of eitzim, if your fuel source was that oily pulp or wood, lo yiten, then you may not put food on Shabbos back onto the stove. Unless you first pull out those coals um, or apply the the ashes to um, the the you know the wood beneath the kira. And because at that point, certainly you're not gonna. It doesn't look like you're cooking. You're not gonna. You're not going to stoke the coals because they're already put out, and therefore you won't. There's no, no concern at all. Beishame Omrim Chaman Even in Hananya's world, um, who is a lenient world, but Beishame, I'm not, I'm not agreeing to this at all. First of all, Beishame, I say the only thing to talk about having food in the fire is Chaman hot water, but never Tavshil. We're never gonna allow um, food on the fire in Shabbos. Beisil Omrim. Yes, you could have hot water and hot food on the fire. And according to Hanani, that means that you could um, relapse really into the discussion here about Shahiyah, ironically. We're saying even for Shahiyah, Beishamay say um, we're only letting Shahiyah. We've gone into leave on Friday afternoon, which was not spoken up to now, but Shahiyah is going to be okay only for hot water. And Beishamay say Shahiyah is okay for, according to Hanania, for 
hot water, and hot food. Beshame Omrim Notlin of Aloma Chazirin. Beshame say this whole Chazara thing that Chalani was talking about. So no, 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 nothing doing. You're allowed to take food off the fire, um, and that food means hot water, I should say. The hot water that you left on the fire, Shahia, is allowed to stay on. Of Aloma Chazirin, you can never put anything back on the fire. And Shabbos says Beshamai. Totally disagreeing with Hanani's approach. And Basil Omrim Afma Chazir. And Basil say, yes, Chazar is no problem, um, assuming that you've raked the coals um, or put ashes on them. So, in the case, according to Hananya, there's no real difference between Shahi and Chazara. It's always going to be permissible um, to do either of them, provided that you have raked the coals or, or put on ashes, cover things up. Um, we'll discuss liquids and so later on, but the, but the point is in general that's, that's not a problem. And the halacha. Ashkenazim basically is actually going to go with with the uh, Hananiah. I'll discuss a little more about the Halacha Lamaisa and the technicalities and the Blech and so um, after the next Mishnah Bez Hashem.